Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devaraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. If you are interested in doing one-on-one online Ayurvedic consultation with me, please find the details in the show notes of this podcast or do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com In this episode I am interviewing Dr Jayarajan Kodikanath who is currently working as the vice president and academy director of Kerala Ayurveda in California The topics discussed in this podcast are the ayurvedic management of seasonal allergic reaction how particular climate influences the body's immune system lifestyle changes dietary changes and some home remedies to heal the allergies a very exciting episode rich with practical tips and now we go over to dr jayarajan hello dr jayarajan finally we managed to come in our podcast after a long discussion when to find that time in spite of your busy schedule I'm so grateful that you managed to find this time to be a part of my podcast Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond. So thank you so much Dr. J. Thank you. Thank you Vignesh. I really appreciate all your work what you are doing for promoting this uh, you know ancient healing system Ayurveda across the globe. So thank you so much for doing this for the community. Uh, thank you Dr. J. Actually one of the reasons why i so wanted you to be in this podcast is every time i listen to your lectures you know you make such ancient concepts so simplistic and easy to understand and also the fact that you know you are a doctor graduated from kerala and then you have been living and uh, working as an ayurvedic doctor in united states so you really know how different worlds work and how different cuisines work how different cultures work at the same time how ayurveda is you know applicable around the world So here definitely definitely I want to discuss about seasonal allergies because this is the time when people get into that and people are afraid of going out and uh, they are thinking should I go and get those steroids or antihistamine and live with that and uh, in such a thing you know many people will approach an ayurvedic doctor do you have something so let us just clarify what are the possibilities in ayurveda and how can we prevent them getting into such allergies and is this reversible or not some people have a belief you have to live with that steroids or antihistamine for the rest of their life uh, what are the possibilities of recovering and reversing it so let us talk about all of that so doctor first question why uh, is our body having allergic reactions and especially in the seasonal time this topic is very timely bigness and uh, see if you really look at allergy from an ayurvedic perspective um that are technical terminology is brishakshavathu brisha means acute sudden onset kshavathu means sneezing mm-hmm. an acute allergic rhinitis so if you really look at it from an ayurvedic perspective you will see that the initially it's about the predominant condition the sudden responses to the stimulus from the nature and uh, then subsequently it gets into more congestion and uh, running nose and sinusitis etc more of a from vata to a vata kapha then more kapha predominant states mm-hmm. so and 
why this happening is a very important question. When 20 people sitting and enjoying the bloom of the spring, only three people or four people are sneezing and having all this problem. Mm -hmm. 16 staying without any problem, enjoying the bloom. Why me? So is it a problem of the spring or it's a problem of those four people? Mm -hmm. So finally, we will realize that it is not the spring. It is the individual. Mm -hmm. Then the question is, why few individuals getting this Mm -hmm. uh, allergic rhinitis issues? Why not others? Then you will realize that the issue is with the hypersensitivity of those individuals Mm. who are developing this this reaction to something commonly naturally available. Mm. You know, the the bloom is for everybody. So it is considered as an aberration or a hypersensitivity or an imbalance in this individual's core immune system. Mm -hmm. The sensitivity of the OGS system not able to handle those stimulus from the nature. So it is considered as the fundamental issue of the individual system rather than we are, you know, blaming the, the pollen. Pollen, okay. So, uh, fantastic. Thank you for summarizing that. Uh, we, when you say that it is the hypersensitivity of an immune system of that particular individual. So, the next question they will ask is, why me? What did I do wrong? Or is it genetics? Or is it my lifestyle? Or uh, why is it that only me am going through this? You know, uh, am I not healthy and then they victimize themselves and uh, you know they label themselves that is their problem so what can we tell such people who have such questions because this is one question i'm sure you and i we keep getting it definitely definitely it's very simple you know your overall resistance to any stimulus depends upon the stability and strength of your core internal system Mm-hmm. And from an Ayurvedic perspective, you will see that you get a particular aspect of innate immune resistance when you're born. Mm-hmm. It's called Sahajam. It is innate immune resistance. That is one. Second is acquired one. Mm-hmm. Right? After you're born, whatever exposure you have, that could be the nature, that could be the diet, the lifestyle, the weather, various factors your system on its own developing the resistance against what is happening outside. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, logically, we can create by, you know, opting for the right ingredients uh, in our food or some herbs. And there are many ways of logically creating more immune resistance. Mm -hmm. So innate, acquired, and logically made. So if somebody is having that innate weakness in the immune uh, system, they will naturally, you know, there are children immediately after born in the first few days itself, they will start showing sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Some are for milk, some are for some other food ingredients, some are for, you know, these kind of natural stimuli. Whereas some people of, you know, initially a few years of their life, there is no problem at all. Mm-hmm. But at a particular stage develops. Then we need to see that in a way it is not the fundamental innate immune resistance. That individual's diet, lifestyle, various factors influencing us. That could be uh, the mind and stress level. That could be the diet. That could be lifestyle, the weather, in which, what climate you are staying in. That can create the problem. I'm sure. And later on, sometimes, as a part of their intervention to other problems, 
they may weaken their own immune system mm-hmm. and being more sensitive to that. So these are the possible reason for why somebody is getting uh, the seasonal allergies. Well, I'm, I completely agree with that. Many people say, when I'm in this house in this particular time, it gets worse. But when I come back to this part of the country, I'm absolutely fine. And yeah, when I'm, we hear that all the time. We have it all the time. So their question is, do I have a herbal pill from the mountains of Himalayas that can stop it? Something similar to a steroid. So this is one question that keeps coming to them. And why is it that if I stop milk, this goes away? Why is it that if I stop gluten, this goes away? Why is it that if I expose myself to cold wind, this happens? So when I tell people, you know, it is a collective it's a multifactorial thing. You cannot just identify one single element because that is why we there is a demand for holistic healing is so much coming up because we were so obsessed with the root cause, which is to be one particular factor. And once we understand it is a multifactorial cause that leads to many people's allergies and leading to hypersensitivity, you know, that also makes people now to understand this is a holistic approach, not just eliminating one thing and then, you know, things will get better. So, doctor, in uh, such situations, somebody having these allergies and uh, especially through the seasonal things, what precautions can we suggest them? Okay, being a clinician for, you know, more than two decades, Hmm. um, addressing so many cases, all age groups with these type of issues, I always tell them, you know, the fundamental healer is the individual Mm. because all the healing mechanisms are within them. Digestion is within them, metabolism, hormones, immune system, all the healing mechanisms are within them. So they are the primary healers. Mm -hmm. Then the question is, if I'm the healer, why am I getting this? Or why am I not able to manage the problem on my own? So we provide the tools for them to make necessary changes to support the healing process. And of course, as a support, we provide the herbs and herbal formulations and various traditional Ayurvedic protocol Mm -hmm. to support their own healing mechanisms. So if you are able to combine both this, the support from the individual and the, the clinical support both together works very well. So I usually tell them there is no magic pill. No it's a teamwork. Exactly. It's a teamwork. I will guide you what you need to do, what you should not do. And I will try to make it as simple and as practical as possible. Hmm. Then with that, I will suggest you some Ayurvedic herbs and uh, formulation. It usually gives very good outcome. Hmm. It is not like, you know, you take a, a tablet immediately, it fades away. Because uh, as you know, the Ayurvedic approach is not to mask the symptoms. Exactly. Ayurvedic approach to correct from the core reasons. If the immune sensitivity is the reason, then the question is what contributes to that immune stability and strength? Mm -hmm. In that, what they need to do, what they should not do. And then only comes the, the, the clinical protocol. Yes. So as a system, my approach has been I evaluate them, guide them, provide a protocol. They take it for some time. If it's a seasonal allergy, what I usually do is that protocol may continue for about maybe three months or three to six months. 
Then when the next season comes, the same season come next year, I'll tell them, don't wait for any symptom. You take this protocol for another 12. Mm. I will ask them to repeat two or three times. And usually that settles their overall the tendency. Mm -hmm. That's what my experience about it. Doctor, so, yeah. Please go no, in, in case of the respiratory allergies, that is usually most common in this, the spring season, uh, especially here on the Western side of the world. As you know, that is a, a transition from the, the winter to the spring. Mm. According to the Ayurvedic uh, principles, the springtime is the time of, you know, the aggravation of the kapha dosha happens. Mm. So in the winter, as the, the cold spreads everywhere, the system will be holding more heat within the sannirodha as protecting our own system, our own body shields in preventing the dissemination of the heat from the body. Hmm. That in turn increases the internal heat and causing much more you know, increased hunger. Mm. appetite so they tend to eat more during the the winter that itself would makes a little bit of a sluggishness heaviness and at the end of the the winter when the spring comes that kapha aggravation both together causes the overall weakness when the eastern side when we say after the monsoon when the monsoon comes the acidic changes in the nature causes the weakness in the overall living systems Whereas in the Western world, because the winter is so, you know, intense, the most weak, you know, time is the spring mm. rather than uh, the on the Eastern side, the, the monsoon season. Quite so that is why even a, a seasonal cleanse or a seasonal rejuvenation at this point of time in the, the springtime is considered as very supportive in reinstating the immune strength and balance. Uh, in our practice. Now oh, that's fantastic. And doctor, so you are saying that during the winter time, uh, the kapha is, it's, it's just like during the peak winter, there is ice. And when the sun comes, this ice can melt and become water. So in this conversion from ice to water, you know, so many things get exposed. You know, in ice, everything is airtight and you know, not airtight. It is stuck inside that solid. And once it, it becomes... Everywhere. Yeah, and then once I commonly get this question. Hey, yeah. winter is really static, very cold, total, a lot of ice. That should be the kapha aggravating time, right? Because that is static and cold. But the problem is, it is static and staying in one location. Whereas when the, the sun in the spring melts the ice, the same deep cold wetness spreads everywhere. Exactly. So that is why the aggravation really happens in, in the spring rather than in the winter. I think uh, if we have to explain it in Ayurvedic terms or in the concept of gunas, mm -hmm. ice is a much more guru or heavier than water. Yes, and more stira. Stira, yes. And water is more yes. mobile. It is more fluid. It will move on. Exactly. So exactly. that leads to spreading certain things that was stuck inside. It will start spreading yes. inside. And that is when the possibilities of... Uh, allergic reactions can happen. The comparative weakness of our immune resistance. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, your digestive strength. Mm 
your metabolic strength is weakening at that point of time because of that the wetness and the flow of that cold yes. so both together happens at the same time mm -hmm. the weakness in the immune resistance and the sluggishness in the system both together contributes to the allergy reactions much more in that particular exactly. season and exactly that's what happens with pollen allergies the pollens were not there during the winter but when the sun comes it melts and some of it are getting exposed and the air is in such a way that you know the best example that we tell is uh, in kerala when we have the road being dug you know we have mm. lots of mud so what mm. people do in order to suppress that uh, dust coming out is we sprinkle water all over so that the this True. thing doesn't come and the True. moment sun comes by midday time even the mud starts spreading and people will start having respiratory issues because it so sure. actually it is like the winter keeps the dust not spreading but once the sun comes the dust keeps spreading so that's just to have an understanding so now sure, that is sure. that is way of understanding the external but and the same is happening internally but how internally. do we how do we understand the hypersensitivity why is a person hypersensitive in the first place you know there is a concept of ojas in ayurveda hmm. ojas stands for the vitality hmm. right the vibrancy the vitality and uh, the stability of your, our system it is considered as the system that helps us to prevent getting into any disease and also a system that help us to come out of any disease if we due to some reason falls into any disease mm -hmm. so it is the core balancing mechanism that system is going weak mm. or going out of balance it's like this you know there is a saying in kerala right if somebody is getting really insane we can chain them but what will happen if the chain get insane <laughs> so the immune system is supposed to protect us if that system go weak or out of balance what to do that is a state of you know allergy and autoimmunity mm. it is the weakness of the protective mechanism so the only way to come out of it with a sustainable outcome is to strengthen and stabilize our immune system mm -hmm. but generally the approach is you know generally people they they want symptomatic relief and when you take an anti allergy medication and anti histamine immediately in 15 20 minutes the the symptoms goes away they are thinking that the problem is solved mm. they don't know they are only solving the expression of the problem that could be the sneezing or congestion or cough but the fundamental weakness is still continuing whereas ayurveda as a traditional holistic healing sciences rather than masking the symptoms it goes into the depth if weakness and sensitivity of your immune system is making you allergic to things then correct and stabilize and strengthen that immune system Mm. then no need of taking tablet for symptomatic management but it's a process it is not that one day it solves few days few weeks you may have to continue something to completely stabilize and strengthen the overall system fantastic i mean this is exactly we have to communicate to the patient and when the patient comes with this problem they say what am i allergic to should i do an allergic test and should i eliminate that and i tell them elimination can be a symptomatic bandaid relief for some time but uh, you don't want to live with that for the rest of your life you also want to go and sit in that garden or enjoy that food uh, after some time you don't want to live without that so unless you work on your 
immunity, work on your vitality, what we call it as OGS, work on your metabolism. Uh, this elimination diet can be a symptomatic relief, but elimination diet is also a contribution to improving your metabolism so that your body gets free from that uh, thing. Sure. That was a great text. Yeah. But that initially is to a... avoid the reaction and the inflammation, you, you avoid whatever you are allergic to. That's the first step. Exactly. Avoiding the cause is the first step exactly. in any Ayurvedic management. So if you are allergic to something, try to avoid that as much as possible. Then you start working on your own system to prevent Otherwise, the problem is how long you are going to el eliminate. Exactly. Initially, you eliminated something. You're, if you're not solving the problem, your system will get hypersensitive to something else. So you will have to keep on eliminating exactly. uh, more and more things over a period of time. And I love that uh, analogy that you said about, uh, you know, if somebody is insane, you chain them. But if, what if the chain gets insane? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think uh, one of my professors, when they were talking about how immunity can go wrong. He was telling, okay, once we had a pr prime minister called Indira Gandhi. Mm. And just best way to understand if the immune system goes wrong is to understand how she got killed. She got killed by her own bodyguards. Sure. So, so it is like when somebody, something is there to protect you, if that is hurting you, there is something that we need to look into because that what is supposed to protect you lost the intelligence, what is to be protected exactly. and what is not to be protected. So that yes. intelligence comes with your Agni and Ojas. That is what we need to work on. Correct, 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 correct. So it's, a, you know, uh, that is exactly what is happening. Our own intelligence go out of balance. Exactly. That is the issue with both allergy and autoimmune condition. It is increasing these days. And um, uh, the only way to come out of it is working with our own core system. Exactly. And making the necessary changes in our diet, lifestyle thought process, stressors, etc. Fantastic. And uh, doctor, if somebody has to understand they have a kind of seasonal allergies, how do we, you know, sometimes what happens is people keep taking these suppressants or immunosuppressants or uh, in India, we have this tablet called citrusin or uh, uh, antihistamine and uh, other things. So some people are not aware that they are going through something and they feel that this is something irreversible. They have to live with it. So mm. when they come with a kind of belief, what can we tell them? Is it something reversible? Okay, we both know it is reversible, but how do we sure. tell them how can it be reversible? How do we convince them? It is a completely it is the education. You know, it is the helping them to understand what it is. I always, if I'm doing an hour consultation, half an hour I'll spend for educating that individual. Mm -hmm. What is really happening? How they can help themselves on this? What is our the roadmap for recovery mm -hmm. or healing? There we need to explain them very clearly. This is not about just pollen. Mm -hmm. This is not about somehow managing the, the sneezing or the cough. We can help you to come out of it on a gradual basis, provided you are also ready to support in that process. And, you know, generally people, those who are suffering with all these things, they are open to these mm. suggestions. We need to explain them in the right way and uh, show them how they can make the changes. Exactly. And um, when they see the changes, definitely they will follow. That's my experience in the last, sure. you know, uh, 25 years. And usually people come to an Ayurvedic doctor when they gave up hope in their 
traditional doctor who gave them a lot of antihistamines and steroids and now they want to come out of it so one good thing about such patients are they come with a real commitment i really want mm-hmm. to get it out that is one good thing about that and another sure. thing you know when a patient is coming for an ayurvedic treatment be it for allergy but when they get treated for allergy it's not that they're just getting treated for allergy their overall immunity improves their overall metabolism improves and overall quality of life also gets better they say my digestion is better so that's a beauty when they do an ayurvedic therapy like that especially for allergies i think that is a core strength of ayurveda mm-hmm. because we are not addressing the disease we are addressing the individual with the disease with a very clear understanding that only through the individual we can correct the problem mm-hmm. we cannot disregard the individual and go to the problem mm-hmm. because the healing mechanisms are within there and getting rid of a problem is by strengthening them okay. what caused them to have that issue mm-hmm. correcting and repairing and strengthening stabilizing those systems and i don't think you know any other system has that kind of a a, a bottom up approach or mm. such a holistic approach where we address not only that symptoms but their guidance on diet and lifestyle and sleep and every aspect of it every aspect of it that's fantastic and and doctor do you uh, what lifestyle changes would you recommend in in case you know they are not able to have an access to an ayurvedic doctor but they want to know what can be done to in my lifestyle changes with my food with my routine with my like dinasedia what are the things that they could do so that they can be prepared for this spring transit excellent question so let us look from both the angles hmm. what i can do not to get into that immune sensitivity hmm. what how i can take care of that that is one aspect second is when i get a immune sensitivity or allergy what are the diet and lifestyle changes i should make mm. the first part is you know making sure that you are eating easily digestible cooked food mm. you are uh, eating proper nourishing food that nourishes all your your tissues and enhances your energy vitality and strength avoiding late nights avoiding stress is not a choice in 2021 managing how effectively you manage the stress That everybody is- in one way or other are prone to stress or exposed to stress how they can manage the stress effectively that could be you know certain breathing practices certain you know meditation avoiding late nights then when they get the problem one is try to minimize the exposure to the non allergen first that step. is the first step yes exactly first step second is avoid all cold applications mm-hmm. external and internal why triggered by vata subsequently in- increased by the kapha yes sneezing cough these are all natural urges brought out the vata dosha as the main trigger for it mm-hmm. as a part of protection even bronchial constriction in allergic asthma is a it's a vata predominant expression but as a part of creating a barrier between the allergen and the body 
Hmm. Bodhi brings the kapha as a consequence. Initially, vata irritation and the the uh, the expressions. Second, as a consequence, Bodhi creates a lot of mucus to create a barrier in between the Bodhi and the allergens. Unfortunately, that exceeds its... Yeah, it, it is a protective mechanism. Oh, exactly. But unfortunately, it exceeds its limit. Then all the, the phlegm fills the, the lungs, the sinuses, everywhere. And we know for Vata as well as Kapha, hmm. cold is the one quality, it increases both. Yes, exactly. So the one fundamental suggestion is to avoid all cold items, exposure to cold wind or taking shower in cold water, avoid that. Go for warm shower, avoid drinking cold water, ice cold drinks and ice cold water. Go for cold warm milk. water, warm teas. Cold milk. Eat only warm food, <laughs> you know. So, and make sure that there is nothing you are taking very heavy to digest and that creates more mucus and phlegm in the system. Mm-hmm. Easily digestible cooked food. Use some simple spices in cooking food or making a tea, something like just simple ginger tea. Mm-hmm. Because it is warm, it cuts the sliminess of the kapha and also it pacifies the vata. So it addresses both the congestion as well as the constriction. Fantastic. And these are the two main issues that happens in the respiratory system when somebody is exposed to any respiratory allergen. Constriction and congestion. Something like a simple, uh, you know, ginger tea or uh, in children, uh, turmeric in hot milk is considered as something very good. People think, oh, milk is heavy and cold, right? Mm. I usually say that, but turmeric is dry and warm. Mm. So it's it's a good marriage. Turmeric solves the cold and heavy nature of the milk and milk will solve the dry and heating nature of the turmeric. Found to be a very good home remedy in in those who are having respiratory allergies. And Dr. Ayla, first of all, I really appreciate that how you brought out this concept in this cold and hot and this, you know, the concept of cold, which is common within both Vata and Kapha, but at the same time, one is dry and one is quite oily in nature. But doctor, coming to the milk aspect, this is one thing I observed when first time when I traveled to Western countries, especially to US. You know, in Kerala, the shelf life of a milk is about mm. six hours or maybe one day. Maybe the worst mm. case scenario, you refrigerate it till the next day and then it will become curd in your language. We call it sure. yogurt and it changes. But I see in first time I traveled abroad, uh, like to US, I saw that you can store the milk for over one month. And that was like, how is that possible? Because we always thought, you know, we would get the milk from the cowman would come and then uh, the milkman would come and take it. And then we have it for like maybe that day and the next day it turns to something else and then butter milk and then it's the butter is taken out and it's gone. And then suddenly when you see that, you know, you can store the milk for over one month. And I feel that milk is really, really dangerous for someone having I mean, the milk can refrigerate for almost one month and the shelf life is over one month. I think something heavier heavier about that. It's a, it's a very interesting topic you brought in. Um, I had a lot of surprises when I came here. Mm-hmm. Some are the sizes of fruits and vegetables. You know, ginger is not ginger. It is ginger. Huge <laughs> roots of ginger. So the same way, this is another one. You can store something which can perish in a day, but you can store for a month. So that means 
that material has already transformed from its natural state. Exactly. Because in its natural state, it cannot exist more than a, a particular uh, a period. Yes. If it is staying for a, a long period, that means through various process, it has gone away from the na nature's construct exactly. or the natural internal structure. That itself is a problem, right? Exactly. This body is a nature's blend. This can identify, accept, assimilate, utilize another natural, you know, format. When you process it and change from the natural format, then it's a crisis for the system. Mm -hmm. What is crisis for our body? Crisis is nothing but inflammation. Mm -hmm. You take all inflammation. It is a response. It's a crisis response to something which is irritating, something which is not agreeing, something is not compatible to the system. That is why many people, when they come here uh, to me for consultation, so I always tell them, the problem is not the name milk. The problem is what you get in that name here is the problem. Mm -hmm. And they will say that oh, raw milk is available in California, but it cannot stay for more than one week. That is a problem. Then I tell them it is not a problem. That is so the, that is the natural the state. <laughs> It is not the problem. Mm -hmm. If something is not perishing, there is a problem. Exactly. Right? So that means it is not in the natural format. I think, so. I think that makes the body to fight harder to digest it, process it and eliminate it. And mm -hmm. in that extra energy, the body has to invest in you know, deconstructing that one month or two month old milk that can last that long. And I think they put a lot of preservative and they make it so thick. And even though, you know, it might taste good, you know, your taste buds are like going like, you know, you got a million dollar lotos kind of a feeling. But later you feel so heavy, sluggish. And I think uh, when people have this transit from a milk which has a shelf life of six to nine hours to a milk that has a shelf life of one month, I think that is where the lactose intolerance started also spreading. The allergies related with lactose intolerance also spread to a great extent yeah primarily the the processing is the issue mm -hmm. second you know if you talk about it we'll be able to talk one full session about yeah, exactly the problem starts from what is fed to the cow mm. so it's it's not a small issue it's not only about how they are making the the milk to stay for one month the problem is much much more deeper deeper it comes from the Even source. what is fed and how it is taken and uh, the antibiotics and the hormones used in those industries and then the process then the preservation there's a it's a whole mm. you know whole story yeah generally when there is congestion um, and um, phlegm we generally ask people to avoid milk exactly. that's a general suggestion but only in this one context, if it is not very severe, it's chronic, especially in children, etc. Mm. We suggest that also hot milk. Mm. Usually suggest you take milk, add equal quantity of water, boil it very well, then add the turmeric powder, good quality turmeric powder and take it. Really. Otherwise, uh, you know, uh, the, the tea with uh, the, the spices are very common. And to avoid heavy to digest food items during that season, because you know, because of this crisis, body is just waiting for anything to create the phlegm. Mm -hmm. So you try to avoid the heavy to digest item, easily digestible cooked food. Avoid raw, raw vegetables, raw vegetable smoothies, 
because we know that in ayurveda all raw vegetable shagam carry two qualities cold and dry exactly so the cold again creates more congestion and uh, aggravation of the issue so i mean nature gave the qualities it's cold and dry to survive in the nature and uh, and our body has to really deconstruct that it has to put more energy anything that is difficult to digest you are going more towards allergic reactions anything that is easy to digest your body feels safe it doesn't have to fight something i think that there is no crisis there is less crisis exactly. when you do that and also this hypersensitivity i was thinking uh, there is this uh, you know in malayalam in our local language we have a saying if a cat falls on a boiling water and if it gets burned every time it sees any kind of water the memory of the burns will come back correct and same is with our our immunity also has a memory that once it gets abused by something and it has an over reaction even though the next time it could be completely healthy but any smell or taste or memory of the similar thing you know it can revoke the same pattern of response and that is where the hypersensitivity also comes so once it gets rid of this thing completely then the trust will come back just like some some people used to say getting rid of allergies is similar to getting rid of some toxic relationship you know on one hand you mm-hmm. like that relationship but then uh, another low hits that you want to come out of it and then you miss it and then you know it just goes like a yo-yo sure, sure and then sure. you completely get out of it you heal yourself and then you look back at it and then it's fine so i think the mm-hmm. treatment for allergies is quite the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know in ayurveda we have the effective management mm. of these type of hypersensitivities and uh, but uh, you know it is very systematic very exactly. systematic it is natural holistic simple we use all the tools possible exactly it is not just one magic pill all the tools possible for the individual and for us as clinicians and it works it works Thank you so much doctor that was a lot of wealth of information before i finish just one question if somebody is taking their steroids or antihistamine mm-hmm. for a very long time since their childhood mm-hmm. and they come and ask will i be able to live without these or is it like mm-hmm. my uh, this is how my life is going to be what can we tell them okay that is a very good question so what we usually say is right now you know your conditions is suppressed with uh, the regular medication and the histamine whatever it is it is like a suppressed spring exactly you know you have a very tempered spring you are pressing it and keeping the hand as long as the hand is there there is no problem if you take out the ha- hand quickly oh. it will <laughs> jump out so what we usually suggest is since ours is a whole natural holistic approach we provide our support while they are on their current medication and when they get better uh with when they get stabilized with the ayurvedic protocol gradually we suggest them if it is a prescription medication we ask them to contact their doctor and gradually reduce that approach and we ramp up from the ayurvedic side That's and right. over a period of time they will be able to reduce gradually mm. and get rid of that and then support with ayurveda longer period and after stabilizing their condition then we them from the ayurvedic side also then a self management through diet and lifestyle that should be these are the three steps usually what we suggest one is 
you combine the natural holistic approach with your current protocol. When you feel better, getting better and stabilized, gradually wean yourself from the, the, the chemical protocols. Continue with the natural holistic herbal protocol. Then, you know, stabilization and strengthening. For strengthening, we may have to give resinas. Resinas mm. are rejuvenators. And based on which system is getting affected, for example, respiratory system is getting affected, we may provide the rejuvenators based on that system's mm, mm, mm. requirements, then gradually wean them from that. It may take a few months, but it will be more sustainable. Exactly. I think the best analogy is, let's say you're running a business and you're on a loss and you have to depend on banks or external fundings to sustain. You can't say, I want to stop that. So this external funding and loans is what like the allopathic system is giving. But at the same time, you also have to generate your own profits and then you become self-sufficient and you can say goodbye to these banks. That exactly. Are As you business. build your business, you a portion you keep on you know, giving it away. Exactly. Coming out of the debt. Then you're on your own, then you flourish. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> The best and, analogy. And what I'm seeing is when I tell the patients, you like you said, you know, go back to your uh, doctor who prescribed you. And actually, it is not that the allopathic doctors are not willing to reduce the dosage. Right. It's just that they are not going and asking the right questions to their doctors. So when they come to us, we tell them, you go and ask them, now I'm feeling better. Can I reduce the dosage and slowly come out of it? I'm sure every doctor wants to reduce that, but they don't have the patients to understand a patient who's coming with i wanted immediate quick fix relief so i think sure. that is what is making them get into higher dosages of antihistamine and steroids correct correct you know when they get a relief from the symptoms they think that the problem is solved then when they reduce it it comes back again mm. until and unless this help themselves to become stronger mm. they will have to be on that so making oneself stronger through various tools available is the key in you know coming out of any uh -huh. such chronic issues that is why we call it vyadik shamatvam you know our ability to vyadik shamatvam nama vyadi bela virodhitvam vyadutpadaga pratibandhakatvam chaiti exactly the immunity is the ability of our body to resist any disease process and also the ability of our body to come out of any disease process and this Very was told, this was told thousands of years ago <laughs> that's a beauty raga samhita chakrapani you know, such a profound concept, right? So, and uh, that is what we, you know, Ayurvedic focus mm -hmm. on helping people with allergy, stabilizing and strengthening that core system that keep you strong and balanced to defend any stimulus. Fantastic. So whether it is uh, pollen or it is a test or it is lactose, whatever it is, once you are that core balancing mechanism is made strong, it will resist everything, any disease, any pathogen. That was really enlightening, Dr. Jayarajan, sir. It was, uh, you know, you made such simple analogies that people could relate to and understand to. And also, I'm sure people listening to this will get a lot of confidence. So this is not my life sentence. I can come out of it. So, Doctor, sure, sure. do you do online consultations currently at your clinic? In yes, California? yes. How can people reach we out? We here in Milpitas, California, we have a Kerala Ayurveda Wellness Center and Academy. We provide education programs. We do conduct consultations. And we have a group of traditional... And you also teach Ayurveda. Yes, yes. We, yeah, professional education, certification program, workshops. 
the Kerala Ayurveda USA. So we do all those and a lot of interest. You know, over a period of uh, last 12 years, I can really see that the interest in Ayurveda is growing. Mm-hmm. And people are looking for authentic sources for their learning and uh, their, their health. So, sure. Thank you so much, Doctor. I will put in all the details in the show notes. So if any of the listeners, if you want to get in touch with Dr. Jairajan Sir, uh, do check the show notes. You will be able to contact him with all the details. And thank you so much, sir, once again. It was really an honor and pleasure to have you in this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Vignesh. You know, it was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, Young, upcoming, very vibrant Ayurvedic doctor uh, who is, you know, taking this kind of initiative to spread the message of Ayurveda across the globe. It's a great initiative. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And I've Wish you all the best in his in your future endeavors. Thank okay, you so thank much, you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond. If you loved and enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe, share, and review us. This helps to spread our mission of guiding humanity to becoming their healthiest self and also giving the right resources for holistic healing. If you wish to know more about my work, please do visit www vigneshdevraj.com and if you are interested in doing an Ayurveda treatment or authentic Panchakarma therapy, please log on to www.sitaramretreat.com